Hey there. In this week's episode, we're talking about death. We're talking about loss, specifically one that I've experienced recently in my family. And we're tying things together through the lens of a bunch of other personal things that are going on in my life right now. Because sometimes I just feel called to have a heartfelt conversation with you knowing that these things are going to land and resonate somewhere in your life right now that maybe you don't even know is looking for attention or desiring to be stirred up and seen and felt. So without further ado, here we go. Hey there. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Becoming More Me. I'm feeling called to share some personal things that have been going on in my life. And I think I'm feeling called to share them because they're things that we all, well, most of us at least, go through at some point in some way. And sometimes I feel like shining the light on those things is exactly how we all process them better, exactly how we all increase our consciousness and awareness around them. And it brings something into the collective that I don't even know is missing for you. And yet I think will resonate with you. So this episode is kind of from that space in my heart where all these things are happening and wanting to connect with that space in yours where maybe some parallel things are also going on. So I'm recording this episode right before uh, my son Jace is getting ready to turn 10 And I'm going to go from having two single digit kiddos and two double digit kiddos to three double digit kiddos and only one left in the single digits. And I'm just really soaking up the the innocence, the naivete, the curiosity, the childlike wonder, the joy, the levity that comes with all of my children, even the oldest ones still, you know, Um, and just really cherishing all of it. And I know how excited he is to turn 10. You know, it's a pretty big deal birthday when you're a kid. Also getting ready to head into the weekend of my aunt's funeral. So for any of you who don't know, and I'm not sure where I've shared it, but I lost my aunt Margie, who was 87 years old in September. And um, the, the funeral is happening this weekend in the middle of October. So it's something I've been mulling over, processing, and trying to wrap my head around in different ways. This is, my mom is one of six siblings, and this is the second oldest. So Aunt Margie was 87. She has an older sister, my Aunt Jeannie, and my Aunt Jeannie is amazing they're all amazing, but they were best friends. So I know this has really hit my aunt very hard. And the interesting thing was that because of this amazing birthday celebration that my sister plans each year in mid-September, a lot of us were together. My mom, my aunt Jeannie, um, my, my cousin, um, my sister, obviously, myself, uh, we're all together when we got the news that my aunt had passed. And we knew, like we knew going into that week that, you know, she was on hospice, that we were kind of in the home stretch, but there's still so much uncertainty, right? So my sister had planned this party for Saturday and she ended up passing very early in the morning, middle of the night, 
essentially on Friday. So, you know, I was there when my mom got the news. I was with my mom when she gave her sister the news. And there's just something about like being present for that and feeling it. And I know it's going to be totally different tomorrow when I actually get to be around like her children and her family and people who didn't end up coming to the family celebration party because they were, you know, very freshly dealing with, you know, exhaustion of caring for someone that's dying, as well as all of the emotions of having just, you know, lost their mom or, you know, whatever the relation was. So we were all together for that. And it just really hit me because this is the first of my mom's siblings to pass and really kind of unexpected, you know, um, and also not, you know, her health had been declining, but you just never know, like when that last time is that you're going to get to hug and love somebody and talk to them and all of that. You know, I got to see her earlier, I guess it was late spring or maybe it was early summer time is kind of running together for me. Um, when she was coming out of, um, she had been in a rehab home um, for some health issues that she was dealing with and she was getting ready to go home. And it was kind of that time when she needed to make a decision of whether she wanted, you know, care in the home or whether she wanted to live on her own terms and all that kind of stuff. And it just brought forward to me like how she lived her life and that she really did things on her own terms. And it was interesting because we, we followed through with having, you know, the party and the family celebration. Um, and, you know, my family is really interesting in, in the way that they, at least outwardly in the way that I get to see it process these kind of things. And this is the first sibling that they've lost, but it was really like we were celebrating her life as we were there for this birthday celebration in September and just really reveling in the appreciation and gratitude for each other and being together so it felt beautiful and it felt really well-timed. And I was so glad that we had the party then for us all to be together and to have that to kind of like buffer the the blow that death brings. So it was during the party and I had been, I had talked to, um, I was supposed to record a podcast earlier in the week and I was just kind of like overwhelmed with everything. And I had expressed to um, the podcast host, what was going on. It was actually um, Kat Hosu Lee, who's been on my show, and I have now also been on hers. But at the time, I just felt like I needed to reschedule. It just wasn't, it wasn't the right timing. And I knew if anybody was going to understand, she was, you know, even though, you know, we don't have a close relationship. We've literally only talked to each other several times, but I felt this like, this very like easy friendship and comfortability in being able to talk to her. So I had reached out about rescheduling. She of course said it was fine. And, um, and we had also talked about the fact that that time that, you know, my aunt was in hospice and everything else. And so it felt natural to reach back out to her a couple days later to let her know that she'd passed. And it's interesting when we actually have to rip that bandaid off. Right. You know, and this, this came up for me not just with that, but I was, I was doing hypnotherapy and, and having, you know, hypnotherapy done for me. I, I do it for my clients, but I also, you know me, like I'm a believer that coaches need coaches. And if I'm going to be a hypnotherapist, I'm also going to receive hypnotherapy. Just like, you know, 
I, I work on EFT. I work on hypnotherapy. I do all those things so that I'm always getting breakthroughs, just like what I deliver to my clients. So I was working in hypnotherapy on um, some areas where I was not feeling so confident. And a recurring theme was coming up about, you know, when something big happens in life and then you have to announce it, you know, and the, the feelings of that making it real or in the case of things that were coming up when I was in um, hypnosis, you know, things that were making me feel full of shame and stuff that I then had to, you know, tell people or let them know of this, this failure or this setback or this thing that wasn't what it seemed like it was and announce it. So it was interesting. I had gone like into the bathroom, into the powder room at my sister's house to, to use the bathroom. And I just, you know, I pulled out my phone while I was in there and I sent a voice message to Kat and, you know, let her know that that had happened. And, you know, she'd responded like so quickly. It was so sweet. And, you know, she's like, I want to light a candle for your aunt and, um, you know, please, you know, tell me about her, share about her. So from, from right there in my sister's powder room, I started to share all of these details and it's, it's, it was like the perfect thing because I could have been talking to, you know, to, to one of her kids or to my aunt or to my mom or people that knew her. But when you talk to somebody that barely knows you and who obviously doesn't know my aunt at all, it's like I'm going through her life and all of these different, you know, ways that she lived it and things that I loved about her and pulling out all of these details that maybe I would have assumed someone else knew but I didn't make that assumption because I knew that Kat didn't. And the thing that came back that was like just so beautiful was that I felt so seen and so reflected back and like held in that space of having just lost somebody, you know, because I talk about this a lot in my book and in general, but so often we allow comparison to diminish the feelings that we're experiencing. So for me, it could be very easy to to brush off the loss because I know that my aunt's children are going through seemingly comparatively worse loss because of the closer relationship. And yet I was also feeling loss and an older version of me, a different version of me would have discounted that or would have played it down or wouldn't have tended to the feelings that were coming up for me because I would have lent myself to that comparative lens and then kind of tried to brush it off like it wasn't anything because it wasn't as bad as what someone else might be experiencing. And if there's one thing I've learned, it's that, you know, all of our suffering is important. It doesn't matter if someone's is worse, deeper, different. You know, if we're experiencing pain and loss and suffering, then us tending to that and figuring out what we need to acknowledge it, tend to it, expand, grow, is as valuable for me as it is for anyone else with any other relationship to her. So I felt really seen because someone who I didn't know very well, who I was telling about someone that they didn't know very well, could feel the energy of this person, could feel the transmission of that. And you know, Kat had asked me like what my favorite memory was of her and, you know, asked me to share a bit of who, who she was. And that's what I did. And I love that. I mean, I literally, um, you know, through messenger shared probably like three minutes, just 
stream of consciousness sharing about some of my favorite things about my aunt. And you know what was really beautiful was that she took what I gave her and was able to put it into one word that was the perfect word for my aunt. And that's intentional. My aunt was so intentional about the way that she lived her life, the decisions she made. You know, she was so calm and, you know, on the surface. And But you knew like there was nothing that would move her if she wanted something on the inside. And she was that way decades ago. And she was that way up until she died. And it was just so through and through consistently her. And to me, what was so cool was that it could be seen and understood through these people that didn't know her. It could be felt. And it could be felt because I was willing to use my voice, share my feelings, and express myself. And I might not have done that at other times in my life. I might have been scared of that vulnerability or afraid of judgment because, you know, it's just an ant or other people are suffering more. But it feels so good when we can connect through the things that make us human. And death is one of those things. But so often we don't share about it because we think that we're going to make other people uncomfortable or that they don't want to hear it. Or that just by telling them, you know, hey, I just lost a loved one, that that should somehow be enough. But there's so much more to the things that we feel from loss. You know, there's there's the actual loss of my aunt. There's the feeling that, oh, gosh, you know, now like the line of my mom's siblings is is broken and different and forever changed. And that feeling that, you know, every one of them are closer to the end than they are to the beginning. And then, you know, it's the next generation that's up next, you know, it's me and my sister. And it's just this life that whizzes by us so quickly that we desire to make the most of. And it's like, this is why I do what I do, because nobody wants to let a day, week, month, or year go by feeling like we've wasted it, feeling like we haven't spent it as well as we could, feeling like we haven't really leaned in to being the version of ourselves that we really want to become. And it's so beautiful when we're able to begin that expansion and continue that expansion. And there's always more and more layers of it, always something else to discover. You know, it, it happens in my parenting and my marriage. There's not like a, a day, week, month, or year that goes by that we're not always working on something new that is expanding things and allowing for more sharing and more vulnerability and more depth to relationships. But I think that when it comes to death and loss, there is that feeling that like other people don't want to hear it. I was so moved and also super entertained by this audible program that I stumbled upon. I'm sure some algorithm somewhere knew that I was going through loss and was like, hey, you should listen to this. But it's called Sorry for Your Loss 
by Michael Cruz Kane. It's about an hour and 23 minutes. If you have an Audible membership, it's included in your membership. And it was like all the feels for me. I stumbled upon it last weekend when we were actually, it was the morning we were getting ready to go to, we were getting ready to go to my husband's great aunt's celebration. They were doing special services at the synagogue for her 85th birthday. And then there was a luncheon, family from out of town, lovely celebration, great time. Also the same day that the war broke out in Israel. So it was a really mixed bag that day. Um, And I stumbled upon it that morning and we listened to it. And my husband and I listened to it together and we're finding it, you know, quite entertaining. And it's a really interesting program. I don't want to give too much away because I really want you to check it out and listen to it. I think it was just really well done. And it's one of those things that I actually shared the majority of it with my kids because my husband and I listened to about 20 minutes of it as we were getting ready to work out in the morning. And then we worked out and we were, you know, getting dressed and stuff to, to go to synagogue. And then we had like a like a 40 minute car ride each way to get there and back. So for the remainder of the day on the way up and then on the way home that evening, after hanging out with family and having a beautiful, wonderful day, we finished it. But we listened to it in the car with the kids. And I will say, um, my kids actually really loved it. They also were able to tell, like, it's inappropriate. There's there's F-bombs and cursing and suggestive stuff. And obviously we're talking about death. And um, there's, I mean, you will cry if you're a human being when you when you listen to this but you will also laugh and feel seen and understood in a new way by the way that um Michael presents this whole thing so highly recommend this it was just kind of like the best of all the feelings you know and one of the things that he talks about as he relates his own you know profound loss is the way that you know when we lose somebody Oftentimes, like we do want to talk about it, we do want to process it, but we're afraid that other people don't want to hear it. And that, you know, all these scientific advancements and things that we've had in in this world have almost made it like when people die, it's some kind of a failure. And, you know, hundreds of years ago, people died at all different ages from all sorts of things. And it was almost it was more accepted, more natural. And death has almost become less natural because we have all of these ways to, you know, fight aging, to live longer, to replace parts, like all this stuff. And so, you know, it still feels like such a loss, even when someone lives this amazing long life, because we have this feeling that like, oh, but something probably could have, you know, saved them or, you know, prevented this or whatever else. Anyway, great listen if you're looking to laugh and cry. If you enjoy sharing things that are a little bit more on the provocative side with your own family, then you know maybe preview it first and see. But um, my kids actually really enjoyed it. And I felt like for us, it was connective. And it was, it was really good. So we enjoyed that. And it was just out of the blue. I love it when I discover something like that, whether it's a movie or something on Audible or even like a stand-up comic on Netflix or something. And it just really like hits all the the spots that feel like they need a little bit of adjusting or release or whatever else. And this was one of those kind of productions. So anyway, that's what's been going on here. And, you know, as I've been processing, 
you know, loss and birthdays and celebrations and all of these things, they all have, you know, they all have a positive side. They all have a place in my life that is near and dear. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the family that I have, the relationships that I have, the, the fact that, you know, it, it hurts to lose people because you love them. And I'm grateful for all of that. And I'm finishing up, you know, final things for my book launch while all of this is going on. Um, it's just all kind of the soup that everything is simmering in right now. And we're really down to like the last few things for the book launch. Um, cover art and final formatting um, approvals and revisions. And I'm in the process of editing the audiobook right now. So really coming down to the home stretch, I should have a launch date to announce to you very soon. And I'm just grateful. I'm excited and just full of my own wonder, curiosity, naivety, and childlike feelings as I go into this, because this is a first for me. So everything that I'm appreciating in my kids is also coming through in me in, in this time as I do this brand new thing that is writing and actually really putting a book out into the world in this, this big way. So really excited. And also launching the brand new Becoming More Me signature program. So spots are opening up in there already. If that's something that interests you and you love the idea of doing the work that I'm always talking about, you definitely need to hop on an insight call. There are limited spots that are going to be available in this program, and it is going to be combining one-on-one work as well as group elements to really bring in community, collaboration, and deepening of all the things that we do. I'm super duper excited for this iteration of the program and the way that it's evolved. You know, this program's always evolving and it's time to get on board for the newest version of the Becoming More Me signature program. And if you're ready to do this work and experience this transformation and have that deepening, that expanded awareness and consciousness that lends itself to improving every single part of your life, every single part, no part untouched, then we need to have a conversation. And I look forward to it. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear how these stories and things that I've related today have resonated with you. You know, this was a conversation that I felt called by my heart to have and to share. And I'd love to know where it landed in your heart and how it resonated and reflected. Have a great day. for spending some of your precious time with me today. If you love this episode, please leave a review or simply share it with someone else who would get great benefit from it too. If you share on social media, please tag me so I can personally connect and thank you. Until next time, keep taking bold and brave steps towards becoming more of who you want to be in this world. You are capable, you are worthy, and you are enough. And if your inner critic is still trying to argue with those facts, hit me up. We've got work to do.